Today on Stuff You Should Know About Therapy, we discuss what healthy and appropriate boundaries look like inside a committed relationship. Welcome back, everyone. Continuing this month's theme on boundaries and following up on last week's discussion, we'll be talking about healthy and appropriate boundaries in committed relationships. While many of last week's tips apply to committed relationships, there are other avenues that are specific to these types of relationships. I want to define what I consider a committed relationship. That way, we are all on the same page moving forward. To me, a committed relationship is when a couple is committed to each other regardless of outside factors. I include swingers, polyamorous couples, polygamous couples, those in open relationships, married and non-married couples, and any other relationship where there is a commitment between individuals. Healthy boundaries are essential in relationships to maintain openness, communication, and increased commitment to each other. Using I statements is an excellent way to set up healthy and appropriate boundaries in these types of committed relationships. Making sure that everyone involved in the committed relationship is on the same page starts with these I statements. These statements are unique because they are not an attack on our partner, nor do they lay blame on our partner. I statements let us communicate our feelings, frustrations, wants, needs, and most importantly, what our healthy boundaries look like. An example of setting a healthy boundary using I statements is as follows. I feel overwhelmed when we spend more time with your family than we do by ourselves. I would appreciate it if we attempted to spend more time together, just the two of us. This statement is specific, personal, and vulnerable. There is no blaming and no attacking. Rather, there is a plea to what we feel, what we view as lacking, and a solution to fix it. The boundary that this person is trying to set is to spend more one-on-one time with their partner, rather than a generalized family time. I statements allow us to productively communicate our needs without coming off as attacking, defensive, or upset. One area of relationships where healthy and appropriate boundaries are needed is when it comes to sex. Sex is one of the most intimate and vulnerable activities we can do in a committed relationship. Using I statements can help us express to our partner how we feel in certain aspects of our sexuality or in our sexual life. Because sexual intimacy is such a vulnerable act, making sure that everyone is on the same page is essential when it comes to healthy 
and appropriate boundaries. This ranges from the type of sex that we are wanting in the relationship all the way to frequency of sex, as well as discussing our individual sex drives. Healthy and appropriate boundaries takes away any pressure to do anything that we may not feel comfortable doing and keeps us away from resentment by helping us communicate various triggers if any type of sexual trauma has happened to us in the past. As I mentioned in last week's episode, healthy and appropriate boundaries can eventually be flexible. When it comes to sexual intimacy, our safety is the top priority. Healthy and appropriate boundaries should not be compromised, nor should there be any pressure put on our partners to do anything that they are not comfortable with. With that said, if there is a healthy and appropriate boundary that is set and is respected by both partners, when the partner who set the boundary is ready to move that boundary and adjust that boundary and incorporate certain aspects that were once off limits, it should be discussed before a final decision is made to move that boundary. Again, there should be no pressure and no feeling of rushing when it comes to setting healthy and appropriate boundaries in any type of sexual activity we engage in with our partner. Another aspect of sexual intimacy that should have a healthy and appropriate boundary is the frequency of sex. We should be upfront with our partner regarding the frequency of sex and our overall sex drive. This way, there is no confusion or frustration regarding the amount of sex we have. A healthy and appropriate boundary would be to let our partner know the amount of sex we are wanting and willing to have in a given week or month. When it comes to establishing a healthy and appropriate boundary with regards to triggers in the case of past sexual trauma is extremely important. This does not mean we need to go into details regarding that past trauma. Letting our partner know if sexual activity needs to be eased into, if we are triggered by certain sexual acts, or even something as simple as being hugged from behind, is important that all of us are on the same page in understanding what should be avoided. The last thing that should happen during sex is increasing past trauma due to miscommunication. Sex is meant to increase intimacy and vulnerability, not traumatize it. Another aspect for us to create healthy and appropriate boundaries in relationships is when it comes to me time. This form of self-care is critical 
in making sure that we do not build resentment towards those who we are in a committed relationship with. Many people feel that me time is selfish and shouldn't be a priority, especially in committed relationships. As I previously mentioned last week, this is not true. Making sure that we are taken care of as the first priority allows us to be there for others. We should be able to have partners who are understanding and that encourage us to have me time. If we do not have time for ourselves, we simply do not have time nor the energy for others. The benefits of having healthy and appropriate boundaries when it comes to me time absolutely outweighs the risk of seeming selfish because it will keep us out of resentment. Me time in relationships allow us to focus on the needs of the relationship and what is best overall for those involved. Healthy and appropriate boundaries can come in various ways. It can be by spending a few hours a day doing something that we like, whether it's going to the gym or simply reading a book. It can be taking a day out of the week to go for a drive or go out to dinner by ourselves. It can also look like taking a day once a month to pamper ourselves or to go shopping. Regardless of what me time looks like for us, we can and should make it our own. This is a time for us to focus on us and improve our own mental health. On the flip side of the me time coin, we should have we time set aside for those in the committed relationship to spend together to re-energize the relationship as a whole. We time should be spent doing activities that everyone enjoys. These activities will help strengthen the bond within the relationship. Having healthy and appropriate boundaries within we time is making sure that the activities are not one-sided. That doesn't mean that compromises cannot be made. For example, I love going to Major League Baseball games. I love the excitement, the atmosphere, and the environment that the game offers. My wife, on the other hand, would be fine simply watching the game at home. My wife and I have come to a compromise that allows us to go to a few in-person games each season while watching the rest at home. In return, we go to the local aquarium the same number of times. This compromise allows both of us to have activities that we may personally enjoy over our partner, but seeing the joy on our partner's face as we experience an activity that they thoroughly enjoy is enough to outweigh 
any other emotion than love. Now, this is just one example of what we time looks like for my wife and I. It can be any activity, however, regardless of it is going to the movies, going to dinner, going on a hike or a picnic or a simple drive together. These activities, no matter how simple they may seem, can and will have a lasting effect on the quality of relationship that is shared. These activities allow for bonding on a level that simple conversations cannot bring to a committed relationship. One thing to mention about we time is that it is different than family time. This time should be spent away from children or other family members. We time is meant to strengthen the committed relationship. Keeping healthy and appropriate boundaries in all aspects of a committed relationship, in communication, sex, me time, we time, will keep us out of resentment. As I spoke last week about this, staying out of resentment is the key in healthy relationships and for every individual involved. Staying out of resentment in all that we do should be at the forefront when it comes to setting healthy and appropriate boundaries. So when it comes to the question of what do healthy and appropriate boundaries look like in a committed relationship, the answer is simple. It is up to you and your partner. I hope that these tips have been helpful for you. If you have any questions about anything that I've discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And please remember, until next time, that stuff you should know about therapy.